take that take that out. We want to greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're grateful to the Lord for everyone that's here today. If you have your Bibles, let's go to the 25th chapter of the book of Matthew. going to start reading at verse uh, 14. One of the things that, uh, that um, is very, very difficult, how many of you have ever worked on a group project when you were in school? Maybe high school, you had to do like a science project or something like that and you had a group of people who you were working with, maybe it was five of y'all, and uh, um, if you notice in that group, it's always one person or two people that don't want to do anything. They want the grade, uh, but they don't want to uh, <laughs> do any work, you know. And they, you know, they don't, they don't want to write any report about the project. They don't want to, don't want to bring pencils and paper, or, you know, or anything like that. They just want to be there. And, uh, and what happens is it weighs down on the other people. It, it causes other people to have to do more work than, uh, than is needed. And so the Lord, you know, of course, he, he, he knew about the group projects before we got here, and so he spoke a parable about it, about what it's like uh, when people are not committed. You know, and I've always been amazed at people. If you ask, if you could get the whole world, everybody that's alive today, if you could get them to admit that there is a heaven, then you'd also be able to get them uh, to confess that they want to go there. If, if you could get the whole world to believe that there's a heaven or a hell, uh, just common sense would make people want to choose heaven. Nobody want to be tormented uh, for an eternity. But <laughs> not everybody is willing to be committed to get there. And that's what we're talking about today is commitment. The Lord, you know, you know, uh, I want to share something that I have shared before, that salvation is for people that endure to the end. It's not for people that start off and drop. Salvation is for people that endure to the end. Nobody's saved until they're saved. 
If you got, if the Lord came down today and told you, you got one more hour to live. You got a whole hour not to serve him. You got a whole hour to do what you want to do. Does everybody understand that? God don't make anybody be saved. You can only hope that you would commit, you would be, have enough commitment to at least last an hour. <laughs> but salvation is for those, the Lord said it, he that endured to the end shall be saved. Not he that start off, not he that come down here and, and, and say, I want to give my life to Christ. He that endured to the end shall be saved. I gave my life to the Lord uh, in 1994, and I've been going ever since. Longer than most of you have been living. <laughs> You've been living a short span and already in and out on the Lord, in and out, in just whatever I feel. I don't feel like it today. How in the world are you going to be saved and you can't endure for a few years? You can't endure for the two months you, you, you claim to have given your life to Christ. Now, I'm talking to us today. <laughs> it's got people. I can say, let's, let's, have a, let's have a prayer meeting tonight. Brother Tanks, you send out a message. Let's have a prayer meeting. Now, what's the name of this ministry? No, it's just God's truth. Because people don't believe in deliverance. People will send text messages saying, well, my wife's sick. I'm sick. My back hurt. I'm not going to church today. I'm not going to. I'm, I, I would come if it was God's truth and deliverance. That's that lack of commitment. <laughs> you go to work all day. And get sick when it's time to go to church. What heaven you going to? Not the one I'm going to. Does everybody understand that? Because the God I serve told me to get up and preach when I, was, when I had a pulmonary embolism. <laughs> and, 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 and how many of you had that? Anything close to it? Where you got a blood clot in your lungs standing up here preaching? You ain't got to preach. All you got to do is come here and sit and listen. So how in the world you get into heaven with, with this much of commitment? You have to be committed. You just go read the writings of Paul. Five times up until that point, he was whipped with the cat of nine tails. See that there? Five times he received 39 stripes apiece. With that, and then left and, and kept on preaching. Then go to his boohoo closet and cry out to the Lord like, woe is me, why am I getting mistreated? <laughs> and all it takes is for you to get a cough. <laughs> it's time for folks to grow up.
And you and you could think and you could say, well, that's a that's harsh. Heaven is made for people that's prepared. Ain't gonna be no sissies there. Ain't gonna be no crybabies there. <laughs> None of that. Does everybody understand that? You have to be willing to endure until the end. All right, let's read now. 14th verse. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them whose goods? His goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability. Does everybody understand that? So the Lord don't give us anything that's above our ability. He dealt to each one of us a measure of faith. It might not be meant for you to walk on water, so you might not have to have faith to do that. But whatever it is he's dealt to you, according to your ability, you better be, you better be doing some ability. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? Now this is, you know... <laughs> You better be doing something with what God has given you and not making excuses about why you can't. Does everybody understand? And straightway took his journey. Verse 16, then he had that received the five talents. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two. He also gained other two. But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time. Does everybody see that? The Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he had not asked. Now that's for all of us. There's going to come a time. There's, going, there's coming a reckoning. Does everybody understand that? You know there's coming a reckoning? Now that ought to wake some of us up. What did you, what did you do, Brother Bolden? Well, I, 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 came, to, I came to Bible study. And I, and I came to, no, I didn't call you to go to Bible study. That's not a talent. Well, I was in the prayer meeting. I didn't call you to do that. That's not, that's not a talent. Listen, the kingdom of God don't have spectators. Does everybody, and this is not the type of ministry that's want them. You need, if you're sitting here, you need to be doing something for God. Does everybody understand that? We don't want, we don't want backsides on seats. I can, I can care less about a crowd. I'll take five strong men. That's got just as much fire as I got, and we'll change the world. I don't need a hundred folks just sitting back. Oh, okay, so I see where y'all going with that now. I, I, I'll come and join in. <laughs> Before Paul could get saved good, what was his question? Lord, what will you have me to do? Yeah, I was on my way to kill some of your people, but now I, I done changed my mind. What will you have for me to do? Not, Lord, what, what, what church do you want me to go in, go into and, 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 and sit and, and try to soak in the word? 
There was no time for sitting. Does everybody understand that? His, his salvation came so quickly that the other apostles didn't even believe that he was really saved. They thought it was a trap. That man ain't nowhere in the world. That happened that quick. But it did. I'm telling you, when God has really done something for you and he dropped you out of his hand, you hit the ground running. That's, that, that's the excitement that you have. You hit the ground running. Does everybody understand that? And that's what God calls for us to do. We're supposed to hit that ground running. Lord, what do you want me to do? We run it. How many of you have ever lifted your children off of their feet and spanked them? What are their feet doing? <laughs> so God expects the same for us. God don't, God don't want just five. And, you know, and that's, that's the tragedy of a lot of churches. Do you know preachers get burnt out? People in the church, people in, and not just the preachers, but other people. It's usually five real faithful people that a pastor can count on. Everybody else is just sitting around hoping that, that, that those five of y'all, what y'all doing? Get up. Ain't you supposed to be? Okay, well, do that. Uh, you can have a church with a thousand people and only five of them going to be faithful. Only five of them going to be somebody that the shepherd can really count on. Everybody else is just in their own world. We're just having babies and hoping and taking care of them. I got my own problems, but the day of reckoning is coming. God is going to ask you, what did you do with what I gave you? What I gave you, he ain't going to care about your little problems. You got the problems because you're ignoring him. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? Yeah, your, your talent ain't, ain't rocking your child. It ain't breastfeeding. That's not a talent. That ain't got nothing to do with the kingdom of God. If you belong to God, you need to be doing something for him. Verse 20, and so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, well done, thou good, and what? Faithful, committed servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Everybody see that? Now, I, I used to think, I remember when I, when I was growing up, I used to hear preachers say that. that well done, that good and faithful servant. You have been, you have been faithful over a few things. I, you know what I used to think? That maybe, so God had put this whole big plate in front of them, and they just picked and chose, and, because, and they got grace because they were faithful over just a few things. They didn't do everything God wanted them to do. And if you're reading that, if you're not careful, you can take that thought. The few things were the talents. I've given you a few things, and you were faithful over all five of them. Does everybody understand that now? Look at what he says. I will make thee ruler over what? Everybody see? 
Enter, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, well done, good and faithful servant. Everybody see that? You see how he didn't put a difference between the one with five and the one with two? The one, the one with two wasn't boohooing because he didn't have five. He, he, he took that gift that God gave him and worked it. This is all I got. Does everybody understand that? This is all I have. And, and, I'm gonna, and whatever God gave me, I'm going to use it for his glory. That would have been a messed up church if they had all been looking at the one that's got five and said, ain't, that ain't fair. Oh, but we get into that one, see? Look at what he says now. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Then he, which had received the one talent, came and said, Lord. Everybody see that? I knew. Now, who is, who is the... Who is Lord in this story? Who's, who's the Lord? Who's the man that went to the far country in this story? Jesus Christ. Isn't that right? All right, let's read now. Lord, I knew thee that thou art what? What kind of man? This is the Lord talking about himself. In other words, don't think for one minute you're going to be able to slack off. You know that I'm a hard man. This is God talking about himself. Just in case we think grace is going to carry us over. You know that the Lord is a hard man. And you'll still sit on what he gave you. And you, you, Does everybody see that? I knew that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed, and I was what? Afraid. And went, and listen, folks, it's full of excuses. That's a flat-out lie. If he was afraid, he'd have done what the other two had done. I better hurry up and get this in the bank. Because when he come back, he going to expect more than his one talent he gave me. Yeah, I don't like excuses, and God doesn't either. Does everybody understand that? No, he don't, he don't take excuses. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast, that is thine. Now, you want me to tell you what the real, real problem was with this fellow? Let's, let's go ahead and read. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant. Everybody see that? Why did he call him wicked? Now, we know the slothful, he's just lazy. He ain't want to do nothing extra. You know, that's too much work going to the bank. I pass by it every day, but I don't feel like getting out. You got to open the car door to get out. <laughs> but he called, so we understand the slothful, he was lazy. But where did the wicked come in at? You know, the Lord started with that, describing that man that way. You wicked. You know what made him wicked? 
If it had been his own talent, he'd have took it and done something with it. But because it was somebody else's, I'm not going overboard. I don't, you know, I ain't, this, he didn't give birth to me. Does everybody understand that? All right, brothers. I came to church today. I can just about guarantee all of y'all yards are cut. <laughs> but God's house, it's got to grow weeds. Wicked. If it was your yard, if your name was on the deed, does everybody understand that now? That's what made that servant wicked. He, he didn't care about anybody else's. I, no, I, yeah, I, yeah I, 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 this is your talent. This ain't mine. I ain't putting myself all in building up some other man's stuff. Wicked. That's what made him wicked. I'm going to take care of mine first. Does everybody understand that? All right. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that that is thine. And look at verse 26. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not and gather where I have not straw. Does everybody see that? So you see he's verifying what the man is saying? If you know that I'm hard, like you claim, why didn't you do what I know you want, what you knew I wanted you to do? Let's go ahead and keep reading. Thou artist, therefore, to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury, in other words, with interest. Take, therefore, the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath Ten talents, for unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. Isn't that something? You know, when I used to read this story when I was growing up, I used to think, well, that's not fair. Seems like that's awkward. God is an equal God. Yeah, in an unsaved mind. I even thought it was, I thought it was odd. I never could understand why would he take the one talent from the man and give it to the one that had ten? Why not give it to the one that only had four? Because he gives according to people's ability. Does everybody understand that? And so what I, I learned from this story is that you, you got two type of Christians. Those that are, that are forging through and marching and those that are on the sideline hoping that they, they, can, they can get to heaven on the strength of the, and backs of other people. You notice all three of them didn't come to him at the same time? That's how judgment day is going to look. When you stand before God, it's just going to be you. You're going to have to give a reckoning of what you've done for him. And let me make this clear. There is no way in the world God can do something for you and you, and you have the love of God on, in, on the inside of you and you not want to return it. 
No way in the world. You've experienced God's love and you don't want to take it, take that and run and tell the world about it. If God have done something for you, you can't help but to tell it. You're not going to be miserable with it. Well, yeah, we serving God. You had to go to Bible study tonight. That ain't doing nothing for God. You, listen, you ain't doing God a favor by coming and sitting in his presence. You go back and read the first chapter of the book of Isaiah. What did he say? Who called y'all to come and sit in front of me? That was his way of letting people know you're not doing me a favor. You don't get brownie points for going to church. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? Look at verse 30, what that says. And cast ye, what? The unprofitable. Servant where? Into, into, let's let him sit on the sideline. Maybe, hopefully, he'll get it together. Where was he cast at? Into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Why? Because that Lord is a hard man. Does everybody understand that? No, God didn't save you for you to sit on the sideline. God, you know, God didn't even save you for you to take care of your own business. God did not call you. God is not, did not give you an anointing just for you to take care of your own household. When God calls you, it's something bigger than you that he wants you to do. And it's not God's fault that you start a million miles under the earth. Does everybody understand that? You don't, so you don't get to come to the surface of the earth and tell God, well, that's enough. That's where you should have started. It's not his fault you got into all the relationships and got jacked up. So God, ain't, God is not interested in spending the next 20 years trying to pull you out of the slump and out of the hole that you dug. Does everybody understand that? You think Paul didn't have bills? Peter had a wife, a family. God did not call, give him an anointing to be a better husband. That anointing was for somebody else. So God, does everybody understand that? So when you, 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 God don't give you anointing, in other words, to remain selfish. Amen. That's what got you in the junk that you're in now. <laughs> if uh, somebody come through this door and say, you know, God, God told me to bless each one of y'all with a vehicle, with a car. Everybody in here would get on, they wouldn't get home good before they get on the phone and call somebody and tell them about it. But how many of you just once a week, just once a week, call somebody and tell them about the goodness of God? It was just once a week. And God is good even when you're sleeping. How many of you ever call somebody and say, you know, girl, I got something I want to tell you. You know the Lord woke me up this morning? 
No, what is it? I, you know, I woke up, children crying, bills on the table, but I'm here. <laughs> if it was me and I was listening to that foolishness, what church you go to? Oh yeah, so yeah, I'm a, I'm not going there. If that's all, if I, if that's all your God is doing for you, is waking you up to pay bills. <laughs> it's funny, you sisters, something else. Y'all get to the sixth grade and, and and can't wait to develop. Does everybody understand what I mean? Yeah, can't wait to start developing. Ooh, they, they getting theirs. Why can't I? When is mine? My breakthrough gonna come. God didn't give you those for a man. You praying, Lord, help me to develop for what? And then complaining when it's time to use them to feed children. I'm trying to show you how backwards. Listen, if I know anything about God, I know he, ain't, he don't live in crazy world. Does everybody understand that? He expect more out of us Amen. than what we've been given. Amen. Does everybody understand that? And you know, and it, it, it even goes beyond that. You know, it's got sinners out there doing the work for the Lord. And you, you, you think you're you going to heaven when sinners are doing more than you? It's got sinners right now out there passing out tracks. Come to my church. It's got sinners out there visiting hospitals and praying for people. But we read in the 7th chapter of the book of Matthew, the same book, where those same people, they're going to stand before the Lord. They're going to say, Lord, he's going to tell them, depart from me. They go, Lord, have I not cast out devils, done many wonderful works for your name? And he's going to say, depart from me, ye work of iniquity. I never knew you. Now, what is it going to be like when you're standing behind the one and, and this person is that they've given a whole rundown to the Lord of what they've done for him, and you ain't done nothing. Well, Lord, I, you might well turn around and follow them. Lord, you ain't got to say nothing. You ain't, you ain't got to say nothing. I already know. Does everybody understand that? I, I know me. I ain't going to want to hear them, those words depart from me. Lord, you ain't got to say nothing. I, I know. If that one didn't make it and they were out conquering the world for you, I know I ain't getting in. Because you know what it's about? Your love for God is what produced the works. Yeah, it's hard to work for him when you don't love him. You don't want to cut his grass. And our prayer, that's stretching it. (laughs) Of course I'm going to call in sick. I can't beat that. That's too much. (laughs) My question is always this. What do you think is going on in heaven? You can't stand an hour worth of church. You ain't going to, you ain't, you're going to be cussing God out in heaven. Because that's all that's going on there. 
Ain't nobody taking breaks. Ain't nobody up there playing cards. Does everybody understand that? So how in the world are you going to go to, how in the world are you going to heaven and you can't stand to be in church? See, maybe, we, you know, I'm talking to folks that maybe have fooled themselves in their minds. We, we, my job is to pull you back in the real world. If you can't stand being in church, you ain't going to be able to stand heaven either, and God knows it. Does everybody understand that? I'm telling you, we have to get to that place. It's really about love. You have to get to the place where you love God, where you love him. And when you love him, you just want to do everything you can for him. Ain't nothing too hard. It ain't, it ain't, it's not a burden. And I'm not walking around patting myself on the back because I've done a few things for him. That's, that's what it, look at what he done for me. So I don't, I don't get to pat my, it's, it's got a whole bunch of men that, that was outrunning me. No, it's about you, God. I, I can't compete with Paul. I can only hope, I can only hope and pray I'd be willing to take them cat and nine tails across my back. I can only hope and pray I'd be willing to give my neck to somebody's sword if the time came for it. But I ain't even got to think about all of that if, if getting to church is a burden. Forget about a sword. These benches are hard. Is, Lord, is this, what, is this what you've called me to suffer through? <laughs> I'll be glad when we get some new pillows. <laughs> I'm trying to pull us back in the Bible. I, I don't look at what we've gone through here, which is nothing. Not at all. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? Those men were given the talent they were given because they were willing to give their neck. They counted not their, they loved not their life to the death. In other words, they were willing to die. Now you think of everything in between there. Those men, some of those men were boiled in oil. You imagine that. Some of them were burned at the stake. Some of them were sawed in half. And when Paul was writing the book of Hebrews, he went on to mention a few other things that these men had went through. And he said, of whom the world was not worthy. That's how much God thought about those people. That the world wasn't even worthy of those men walking in this earth. What is he saying about us and our cough? <laughs> Does everybody understand that? Yeah, what is he saying about us? We, we have to be willing to be sold out to the Lord. Now, how many of you ever played sports? How many of you like being third string? I didn't. I mean, so I didn't join a, to, to sit on the side. I'm not a cheerleader. 
when you join that team, you intended on playing. And to me, we ought to have that same zeal for God when we join his team. Your coach didn't die for you. No, they didn't die for you. Them coaches, they'll use your body up. You'll get all kind of knee ligaments torn. Eyes sitting on top of your head, and they still trying to put you in the game. Get on in there. <laughs> Do what I taught you. This is what you've been training for. <laughs> Okay, coach. <laughs> but the Lord come wake us up. Come on, come on, Hawk. Come get up. Lord, I can't. Not today. I ain't, I didn't eat last night. <laughs> I feel like I'm coming down with something. <laughs> I tell you, our love for God changes our attitudes about what we do for him. It's not a burden. We, we love him so much until it ain't. It, it, it's nothing, you know, and, and we're not even just talking about Bible days. You go and read about some of the old revivals. You read about the, the Azusa Street Revival. How many of you have heard of that? Do you know how long those people had church at one time? Over three years. Over three years. And I don't mean every Sunday. I mean every day. Some of those people didn't leave. Over three years, those people were in church. Not for three hours, not for three days, not three weeks, not three months. Three years. Because they were committed. And they didn't, they didn't think, that, you know, they didn't think anything of it. You know, and I believe Brother Junior summed it up best for me. You know, because uh, he and I were talking. I said, Brother Junior, you know, if it was up to me... We'd have church every day. He said, me too, Brother John. He said, me too. I said, but yeah, I, but I, I don't think the people would, would, would go along with it. He said, they send their children to school five days a week. They go along with that and ain't thinking a thing about it. Get on to school so you can eat. <laughs> ain't thinking a thing about it. But you, 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 you let us have church five days a week, eight hours a day. That's a cult. <laughs> yeah, everything's a cult when it comes to your flesh and crucifying it. Until our righteousness exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees, we will in no wise inherit the kingdom of God. Pharisees, I, the, the Lord talked about the Pharisees saying, y'all across, y'all across land and sea to get one proselyte. You across land and then listen, until we are willing to do that. <laughs> I 
I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, let's not lie to ourselves. Let's look, let's look at what we are producing in this life. What are we doing for God? What are we doing for him? Outside of yourself. You're not reading the Bible for God's sake. He, he wrote it. He already knows what's in there. Does everybody understand that? You know, and, and, and John, just look, in, look at the ministry of John the Baptist when he was calling people to repentance. And he was telling them, don't, don't think that you have Abraham. Don't think that you can use this idea of you being Abraham's seed. God is able of these stones to raise seed unto Abraham. So in other words, don't, don't think that you're doing God a favor by coming to him. Don't give yourself a pat on the back because you started running. Does everybody understand that? Because even when you're running and you're this far from the finish line, you'll realize it ain't, it, it ain't given, the race ain't given to the swill. It ain't by my might, Lord. It ain't by my strength. But by what? Your spirit. I didn't get saved because I got some common sense and finally and I did all the math and I studied all the religion and yours is the only one that had a, no, that ain't why you came to the Lord. Jesus Christ said, no man can come to me except my father draw them. So even in coming to him, you ain't done nothing. He drew you. It ain't because you got so smart and you figured out life. So we don't get to sit in God's presence and pretend like we're doing anything for him. You, you, you might have a chance to sit on side of God and tell him what you did for him when you create your own world and your own oxygen to breathe. That oxygen you're breathing, that's currency. Go across the street to the graveyard and ask any of those people. That's money. That you didn't make, but you're spending it. And you better be spending it for God's glory. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us plainly. And God, we ask that you will forgive us for the times when we've been slothful, for the times that we've been wicked, Lord, and, and not wanting to work out the things that you've called us to work out in this life. Help us, Lord, to crucify flesh and to get out of self. Thank you, Lord, for calling us into righteousness, for giving us the strength, Lord, to run this race. Lord, we know that we can't do anything about the times that have passed. But, Lord, we ask that from this day forward that you will help us to use our time wisely, that we will look ahead, Lord, in the things that you've called us to do,
that we will spend our time bringing glory to you, Lord, and adding souls to the kingdom. Help us, Lord, not to be slothful, because we know that time is getting short and that you're coming back, Lord, for a people that are prepared. Help us, Lord, to be prepared. And help us, Lord, to help prepare others as well. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right, brothers and sisters.